Hey guys, and welcome back to Against the Grain. Today we're going to talk about new age deception. And it's not exactly what you're thinking it is. Um, most of you probably are guilty of practicing it in some way, shape, or form. I know I am personally as well. Um, it wasn't really a thought to me until last night when I actually did some further research into it. So um, I'll go ahead and start with talking to you about my interaction with this beach body coach. Um, she was a dairy farmer and um, I thought we had a lot in common, you know, I followed her and, and she um, posted a comment on her page about, um, you know, ask me any question you want to get to know me a little better. Um, and so I asked, how is your relationship with Jesus? And, um, the response that I got, um, was kind of shocking. Um, she went into a couple page spiel on, uh, basically, I don't know why anybody would ask you this question. This is absolutely ridiculous. I am completely fine. And I just, just very defensive and, uh, basically wrote, you know, two full paragraphs on her Insta story about it. And, basically attacking the question and, and why would you have the audacity to ask someone that? That's absolutely ridiculous in today's day and age. That's such a personal question that you shouldn't ask anybody about. Um, so I DM'd her and apologized and said, you know, I didn't mean anything by it. It was just a, it was just a question because, you know, faith is absolutely number one in my life. And um, anybody that I'm around, anybody that I get to meet, um, I love hearing their testimonies, their faith stories, and you know what all God is doing in their lives. So I was just genuinely curious about your faith story. And she basically continued to go off on me on, on the DMs. And um, so I was a little taken aback by that. Um, she basically said that, um, you know, she, yeah, her faith was fine. Um, she believes wholeheartedly in Jesus, but she knows that he wouldn't be proud of, of what she's doing with her daily life. And, um, you know, she doesn't believe in religion or the church or anything like that. Um, she follows spirituality and she believes that as long as she puts positive vibes into the world and uses her gifts, um, to create positive vibes in other people's lives, then, um, she's good. Um, and that was uh, just something I really hadn't heard about. Uh, but that's the whole background to this story and kind of how it all started. But it was just really, really interesting to me. So I have seen several people, that was just one example. I've seen several people post things about having a deep spirituality um, experience, you know, rather it's through yoga or meditation or um, numerology and it's, it's wrapped in this package of positivity and enlightenment and self love and self, um, self growth and all these things that are, um, in today's culture, very popular with all the self help books that are out there and influencers that are kind of changing their position from following Jesus and worshiping him to more self-help and self-positivity um, and how to be better in your everyday life. Um, a lot of people are switching to that kind of mentality. 
um, and switching further away from, you know, radical Bible following Jesus, enlightening, changing of your heart, kind of living for Christ. Um, they're not there. It's kind of the world is sort of just watering this it's watering Christ's word and Christ's relationship down to, um, to be not about dying to self and living for Christ, but watering it down to live for yourself and how you can be a better person and be positive and throw positive vibes into the, um, into the world. So Anyways, that brings me to this spirituality. I've seen so many people claim to be um, into spirituality. And they're just, you know, a lot of them shockingly say, I am a Christian. I, you know, read the Bible. I'm a Christian. I believe in Christ. I've accepted him into my life. Yet I'm into this spirituality. And I was reading through the Bible the other day and um, it really got me where, um, you know, the Lord warns us about numerology, psychics, all of that kind of stuff, um, reading the horoscopes, all of that, um, kind of stuff to beware of it, to watch out for it because it's dangerous. It leads to death. It is, it's not the path, it's not the narrow path that we're supposed to follow in our lives. So, um, you know, that Bible verse really just struck me as, hey, you know, this spirituality that people are following these days, um, that's masked in the form of self-help and self, um, you know, benefiting others through positive vibes, enlightenment, et cetera, et cetera. That is the devil's handiwork. I've always thought, you know, horoscopes and, you know, all that stuff is just very, very bad, which I still do. I think that um, a lot of it can lead you into Satan's path. Um, and Satan is tricky, guys. He is so, so tricky. And we have to remember that, that just because um, we don't think, pay, you know, just because we don't think we're not directly worshiping Satan and doing practicing paganism in our everyday lives because it's not directly, it doesn't look like it did 50 years ago. Um, by sacrificing animals and being a witch and all that. Um, paganism is very, very real today. It is extremely real today and it's extremely relevant. And Satan, again, is so incredibly clever and he's done an awesome, amazing job of twisting our minds and masking our consciences to think that we are just helping ourselves, that we are bettering our mentality by practicing, you know, Enneagram and all of that. I see pastors and churches and, and people just embracing Enneagram when that was a fad. And something just deep down in my conscience convicted me and said, don't do that. You know, um, you know, and I prayed on it and I just really feel like God was telling me, you know what, I created you. You don't need a a test online to tell you what your strengths, what your weaknesses are. I don't want you to rely on anything but me for those answers. Because when you put your reliance in a test, for example, like Enneagram to show you your strengths, your weaknesses, how you can better interact with people and people mask it as, oh, it's a great tool for ministry, or it's a great tool for interacting with people in the workplace and better understanding people. 
you are putting your reliance not in Christ, but you are putting your reliance in a test. And I think that Satan uses these lies and just twists them to make it seem like they are beneficial to the church and they are beneficial to um, people around you and you can use it as a tool to love on them. But I don't necessarily think so. I think that it can be used positively, but it is a tool of deception from the devil directly. I really do believe that. I think that meditation, um, breathing exercises can be beneficial. However, I think they do open up a, it might sound crazy. They do open up a, um, level spiritually to let something else in. Again, when we are not relying on Jesus Christ for comfort, for strength, um, when we are relying on meditation or numerology cards every day, tarot cards every day to guide our lives, we are relying on Satan because anything less than relying on God is relying on Satan directly because that is, that is his goal to get you away from relying on Christ, from putting your worries, putting your, your concerns, your fears in Christ. That is his entire goal is to make you turn to something else and rely on that instead of Christ. That's his entire goal. So I believe, um, I've been reading through Corinthians lately and, um, and just some other chapters in the Bible. And really I've just came to a profound, um, understanding on the Holy Spirit and, how that is such a gift from, from God himself. Um, and that, you know, we were given the Holy spirit to convict our hearts directly. Um, we, you know, when we look at stuff, if we are truly following God, if we are truly one with God, the Holy spirit will dwell within us. And that is a promise that is given in the Bible. We are in the age of the Holy spirit. So the Holy spirit lives among us when, and he lives inside of us when we accept Christ as our savior. Um, you know, post tribulation, all that, the Holy spirit leaves, things are different, but right now we have the Holy spirit to guide us. And I believe that that is truly the most underutilized tool that we possibly have today. Um, churches don't really talk much about the Holy spirit. I mean, you know, we have like the father, the son, the Holy spirit, but we don't really, devil into the Holy Spirit. If you want true spirituality, lean on the Holy Spirit, guys. That is the ticket to a spiritual experience. Because, and I will tell you one way that you can know if you are truly close to Christ. Okay, if you've accepted him into your life, you're actively reading the word, you're actively praying, you're actively um, just really, really looking to dig deeper into your relationship with him. One way to know that is when you look at when you look at certain things in life, whether it's online or whether it's, you know, when you're with a person, you feel convicted when someone else sins. That is the Holy Spirit working inside of you actively convicting your heart. That is when you know you are close to God. And I will go onto another podcast, um, about spiritual warfare, because that is such an important topic. And it's so interesting. I think when you get close to God, how you are constantly in a push and pull with Satan and God. Um, 
you know, the Lord says, um, you know, run to the Lord, resist the devil, flee from temptation, and the devil will leave you. Eventually, the devil will leave you. But in that middle ground, the devil is going to pull at you. He will pull at you so hard because he wants you to get away from Christ, and he will do absolutely anything in his power to get you away from Christ. What you have to worry about is when you see these things, these enneagrams, these meditations, these tarot cards, these numerologies, all this stuff, and you don't feel convicted anymore. When you don't feel like it's wrong or, you know, maybe you need to be a little bit more skeptical of it, you need to question your relationship with God and how far you are from the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to come back into you and to guide you every day and to work on your heart and to help you to understand what God wants you to do with your life. Tell him, tell, ask the Holy Spirit to come and convict your heart, to open your mind because wisdom is different than intellect. So ask him to come into your mind and your heart and ask them to work together and to convict your heart on all all things that are not suitable to God and your worship with him. So, so, so important to have a great relationship with the Holy Spirit because it is such an amazing gift to us. It is our guidepost while we are on this earth, guys. It is how Jesus communicates, how God communicates to us and how he works through us. We don't even have to be, you know, extremely talented or anything. The Holy Spirit can work through us and accomplish God's goal through us. But my point was that um, if you're not feeling convicted about certain things, maybe the devil already has a hold of you because when he has a hold of you, you're going to stop feeling convicted because he owns you. He has owned your soul. He owns, he owns, he's a mission accomplished. You know, he's only going to pull at the people that are running, running a full speed race towards Christ. Those are the people that he's after. He has no business with those that are already under his command. So I just pray that you guys also pray for the Holy Spirit to come into your life and for that, that so that you guys can have conviction every day to know what's right and wrong. And, um, I think that's just the most important tool that we can live our lives by is conviction. Um, so, the new age deception. I want to talk a little bit more about that. Again, it's just, um, it comes in many, many, many forms. Um, the term spirituality is basically the, um, the term for the new age enlightenment thing. Okay. Again, it accompanies meditation, yoga, tarot cards, numerology, um, and several things like that. That is, I truly do believe Satan's methodology for getting us away from Christ today. So watch out for that stuff. If your heart is convicting you that maybe something isn't right here, um, chances are it's probably not right. Um, so just really, really think about what you're putting into your mind. Um, think about the motives behind what you're doing and ask the origin. Um, look up the origins of yoga and numerology and tarot cards, where it all started. Um, a lot of that stuff you're going to find that it actually stemmed from pagan practices a long time ago. Um, so 
this is just going to be an extremely vulnerable moment, um, for myself. And I'm just going to come out and say it. Um, I, back when I was younger, I fell victim. I, you know, I meant in the beginning, I mentioned that I was also a victim to this. Um, I loved yoga. I loved meditation. I loved all of that stuff. Um, and then dabbled a little bit into the, I guess, Wicca kind of, um, not, I did not go all in or anything like that. I just was really interested in it. I wanted to read books. This was back when I was like, um, 11, 12, 13. Um, I knew a family friend that was a Wicca and she just seemed so at peace. And I was just really interested in what she had, um, to say. And, so I would try to read books on it and I just remember this, you know, I would say, you know, Hey, I love God. I love Jesus so much. I'm going to do these ceremonies, but all, or not these ceremonies, like these meditative practices, but it's going to be with Jesus Christ at the first and foremost. I'm just going to pray to him instead of praying to Satan. Like they say that you should do in this book. I'm going to pray to God and I'm going to give it to God. Um, but my mom really convicted my heart and and basically said, you know, hey, you can't serve two masters. And when you open that door to Satan, you're not opening it only to your mind, but you are opening it to your soul. And your soul is it's something that you don't want to mess around with. Um, and she warned me. And we had a pastor one Sunday um, a church that I went to and he also convicted my heart and just said, um, you know, you, you can't serve two masters. You either fully commit yourself to the Lord or you fully commit yourself to this other way of living. You cannot serve the world and Christ. There's no in between. Um, so from that moment I gave myself to, you know, I gave myself to Christ. I said, no more of this. This is, um, you know, even when I was trying to incorporate Christ with, you know, the meditation and the yoga and all that stuff, I still felt convicted. I could feel the Holy Spirit pulling on me and telling me, this is not good. Don't do this. Turn away, flee from this wickedness and change your lifestyle because it may not seem bad. It it may be all these health benefits and everything that are happening to your body, but it's not worth your soul. So I was just very convicted and I could feel Christ pulling hard on me. And you know, it may not even necessarily be that like yoga or meditation are bad in themselves, but it's just like when you hear people talk about drugs Um, And they say, you know, like marijuana is a gateway drug to cocaine or heroin or something like that. Um, You know, perhaps, you know, yoga, meditation is the gateway drug to, um, you know, tarot cards or psychics or reading numerology or horoscopes. All those things that Christ um, clearly condemns in the Bible. Um, So, you know, we just have to be careful that we don't leave our hearts vulnerable. Um, another really, really important thing that it says in the Bible is to guard your hearts at all costs. And I think that's so important. I think that guarding our hearts is what's going to truly save our souls in the end. So, um, 
you know, just be really aware of what you're seeing online. Um, spirituality these days is masked in the form of you can still believe in Christ and you can also practice spirituality because it is important for your mental health and all this and yada, yada, yada. And it's just really important to think about, you know, the kind of culture that we're living in. It's a very self-serving culture. It's a very, um, it's a very conceited culture. And I hate to say that. I know this is probably going to be, um, this is probably going to be put against with a lot of anger, but, um, a lot of people try to mask mental health and self-serving and all this stuff at, or self-serving and all these self-help books and all this stuff, self-reliance as mental health. Um, and really the best thing that you can do for your mental health is to die to Christ, give your life to him, serve him every day. That is how we love others. We don't love others by loving ourselves. I know that's going to be a really unpopular opinion and a lot of people will probably disagree. That doesn't mean, you know, you should stop working out or you should stop taking care of yourself. Not at all. What it does mean is you should stop relying on these self-help books or these workout programs or, you know, these influencers that you see online giving you these positive vibes. Stop relying on them. You're making them an idol instead of Christ. Don't rely on anything else but Christ to fill that void in your heart. Otherwise, you are just putting a band-aid on a bullet hole. You will always feel emptiness no matter how, how many self-help books that you choose to read. Um, no matter how many you know courses you take online. No matter how much education that you get. No matter how much money you make in a year no matter how many awesome influencers you follow and feel like they just, you know, have their life together and they give such great advice. All of that is emptiness. That is complete and utter emptiness. What will give you fulfillment again is dying to yourself and running to the cross as quickly as you can because no one will teach you humility, love, kindness, selflessness, and stability like Jesus Christ will. And I promise you, you will gain so much more fulfillment through loving others rather than just focusing constantly on yourself and how you can be a better person. Focus your ways on what is good, what is righteous, how to love others, how to die to yourself, and just ask yourself daily, you know, what you see online is it's going directly into your head and it's going directly into your heart. And whether you realize it or not, what you are consuming on a daily basis is what you are becoming. So when God says in the Bible, guard your hearts above all else, that is so true. Because what you put in your eyes, again, goes to your brain, goes to your heart, goes to your soul. So be careful. Be careful. I cannot stress it enough. Guard your heart. Unfollow those accounts that are trying to trick you into the new age deception. Unfollow the practices that are tricking you into that new age deception. Guard your heart. 
I cannot say it enough. Guard your heart because it protects your soul. Pray, pray on it. Ask the Holy Spirit to come in and give you wisdom daily. And most of all, just die to yourself and love Christ. And that will give you the ultimate fulfillment that you are looking for through this spirituality that spirituality today is promising to give you. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I have today. I just wanted to touch on that and address it. Um, I know this might not be very popular again, because I know a lot of people are, um, a lot of people out there are following spirituality and, um, you know, claiming to love Christ. Um, it's only an issue when, you get extremely defensive over it and you don't realize if you're getting extremely defensive over it and you see nothing wrong with it, that is when you need to turn around and do a heart check um, and really ask your motives if you're not feeling guilty at all for this kind of thing. So again, um, you always get the truth on against the grain and, um, you know, just remember that enter through the narrow gate, guys, the the broad gate is the one that leads to destruction and death. The narrow gate is the one that leads to eternal life. And the narrow path is going to be what's not as popular. Um, the broad gate is going to be what everybody else is doing around you. So just ask yourself. If you're not constantly living life differently, um, reflect and ask yourself, maybe there's something that I'm um, missing here. You know, am I on the broad path? If my life doesn't look different from those around me. Um, so yeah, just a bit of reflection today and, um, I hope this helped you. I hope you guys share this podcast. If it at all related to you, um, leave me a good review on Apple, um, if you liked it and, um, you know, you're always welcome to follow me on my Instagram page against the grain and we will see you next week. Thanks for joining us.